The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Hey, look at that, Kelsey Campbell. Hour 2 of the 630 Chad Afternoon News. I feel as though I've, uh, we've uh, have we gotten to full speed. I'd say so. All right. A couple of things I want to mention uh, before I forget, because there's uh, just so many moving pieces. And typically, uh, Jay Lynn takes care of a lot of these. And so I have to remember to take care of these things when she's not here. Uh, One of which is to look in the big red folder of prizes. So uh, coming up in uh, sometime in the next couple of hours, we'll say I've got uh, tickets to give away. I have a pair of tickets to see Yanni at the Northern Alberta Jubilee Auditorium. That's happening November 7th. And I also have a pair of tickets to Jubilations downtown Abbey Road. It's happening on August 18th until October 15th at Jubilations Jubilations Dinner Theater. So I'll do that sometime. I'll put those right there so we don't forget about them. And because it's my first day back, we're going to make it really easy. We'll just say which tickets we're giving away and take a call. No, then you have to sing and dance. uh, That never, I'll tell you right now, does not ever go well. So we'll just... But it's amusing for the rest of us. uh, No, sometimes it isn't. Okay. We have a very famous moment here in the 6.30 Afternoon News where we got a young girl to sing a song. Okay. And she had to get the Is lyrics right. the Taylor right? Swift yeah. incident? Yeah. Yeah. It was almost the end of my career, frankly. <laughs> and not because anyone would have fired me, because I couldn't face radio again after that You debacle. and Jay Lynn are still traumatized about that. It, to listen to a... Never mind ghosts. Try listening to a little girl's heartbreak on live radio. Aww. That's a noise you'll never... I'd still like that to hear... That was a the, life lesson. I want to know what the, the ghost sounded like. Okay, never mind the ghost. Um, Why won't you do the voice? Because it, it was an electronic thing, so it didn't, like, it was just... Oh, so it was... Like Max Headroom. You old enough to remember? Forget it. You wanted to talk about uh, organ donation. I want to... So tell me the story. Yeah, I just want to know if you're an organ donor, if you've taken the time to go sign up. They've they've created a whole donor bank now in Alberta with throughout... Uh, Alberta Health, and you can when you get your driver's license, you can sign up for it. Anyway, this story is out of Ontario. A girl died the night before her 20th birthday. She okay. was driving a car. Well, she ended up being kind of pronounced brain dead in hospital, and before they officially pulled the plug, the doctor had asked the mother what she wanted to do with her daughter. Her daughter had signed up to be an organ donor when she first got her driver's license when she was 16 years old. And the mother was absolutely shocked that they wouldn't have just followed her through with her choice, that she had asked to be an organ donor and that was that. And she said, I don't know that it should be my choice to revoke a decision like that. Hmm. But apparently they give parents that decision. In Ontario, for sure. Yeah, I don't know what the case is here, but that happened in Ontario. Isn't that interesting? At a time when there's, well, I was going to say at a time when there's a shortage of uh, organ donators, but uh, there's always a shortage, right? Well, and... uh, you don't have your emotions together. You're stressed out. You're going to make a decision on the fly there. And that's what she said. She said, we weren't really even thinking or functioning to make a decision like that. And that was the beauty of having already had that decision. And so I just, that's just it. When there's already such a need. And I mean, I, I worked with a gentleman who ended up passing away after waiting for quite some time to get a liver. And there's clearly a need. And when it's already a struggle enough to get people to go through the process of signing up, to then take somebody who has agreed to do so and uh, take her away from that opportunity of saving somebody else's life or improving somebody else's life. All right, that's interesting because there's a couple of different angles to approach this story, one of which I hadn't thought of until you just mentioned it. But I asked you before we went back on the air again, you told me what the story was. I hadn't read the story myself. And I wondered, I just wondered out loud, well, 
I understand that once you get a license in Ontario, you can sign the back and say that you're going to be an organ donor or, or whatever, however they do it out there. But does she have the legal right to enter into that agreement as a 16-year-old? And I don't know the answer to that. I mean, I know that you can fill it out, but do you have the legal right to enter into an agreement at 16? I think at 16 years old, if you have your own driver's license, that means you're an adult behind the wheel. I wonder if it isn't a matter of the hospital attempted to protect themselves legally in the event that a parent sues them later for saying, well, my daughter or son did not have the ability to enter into a legal agreement at 16. And so therefore that they have this protocol that they ask the parents. But the point you just brought up, I hadn't even thought of, but um, yeah, that's a pretty, obviously the most tragic moment for a parent is the loss of a child. And to ask that question at that moment, you're not really thinking clearly, which I would suggest you could say that you didn't have the capacity to make that decision. Well, I think I think that's the nice thing when anyone plans anything in advance when it comes to end-of-life plans mm-hmm. because nobody is thinking at that time. And it's obviously really uncomfortable thinking about that because we all want to imagine that we've got a long, long life ahead of us. Mm-hmm. Um, but even to, to plan the funeral, like my grandfather refuses to to even fill out a will because he's in denial that it's going to come, that and, will come and he yeah. doesn't want to focus on it. Whereas mm-hmm. my grandmother, on the other hand, she's got everything set up. We've just got to show up on that day. And it really alleviates that pressure on families who are in mourning. And that you know, then you're, you're talking about wills and, and settlements and who goes to what. And then there's family wars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when you when you plan those things, it takes away that stress. And for this young girl to have made that decision and want to change what could be several people's lives, that's that's incredible. And you've taken that pressure from your parents away because it can be looked at pretty in a, in a dark way from parents when you're saying, "Oh, that's my either that's my beautiful girl. I don't want them to pull her apart. I want I mm-hmm. want to see a beautiful burial." Or you're saying, yeah, let's send her off to science, and you don't know if any way you're, you're being disrespectful to your loved one's wishes. Well, I guess, you know, at the heart of this conversation is discussing with your loved ones what it is you want done. So whether it be the 16-year-old discussing with her parents back when she was 16 that this is what she wants to do, so the parents completely understood what her wishes were. I don't know from the story as to whether or not the parents discovered for the first time when she had passed that that this had been what her wishes were or if they were well aware of it. And I I know in the past where we've done stories about organ uh, donations and, and, you know, I signed off my rights to my organs after the first conversation on on the airways here at 630 Ched. One of the things that they stress is to let your family know that these are your wishes. It's important that you agree, but it's important that you discuss so that nobody objects when the time comes because you won't be able to speak for yourself. So I, I guess... I don't know. I, I kind of get it. I kind of get the hospital just confirming that those are her wishes, but it seems pretty straightforward that those were her wishes. Well, this is interesting. So Elaine texted into 630, 630 from Castledown saying, when you die, your body belongs to your next of kin. I have signed three cards in my wallet to show that I want to be a donor. Hmm. And then in the case of this Ontario story, uh, quoted in, in this CBC story is Trillium Gift of Life Network. They actually, they're the agency that oversees organ donations there. They actually said that in 2016, families overturned their loved one's decision in about 10% of the cases. Really? And that's down from 21% in 2015. I'm really surprised So that's by me that. either saying, I want to be an organ donor, and mm-hmm. you saying, no, we're going to, yeah, we want to have you in a casket, or that's me saying, I want to be an organ donor, and 
or, or me yeah. saying I just want a proper burial, and you say, no, we're going to have her cremated and donate her organs. You know, that sort of opens up a bigger conversation that you, you kind of opened up just a moment ago, talking about your grandfather and your grandmother and the plans and... You know, and, and I know our listeners know that Jay and I promised to get wills done, and we haven't yet gotten wills done. And people have offered to do them for us, and has told, have told us how quickly they could be done and how simply they, they would be in a case like ours, right? Um, but wishes, it, it is a tough conversation to have as to what you want to have happen upon your death, whether it be organ donation or whether it be the division of assets or whether it be, do you want to be cremated, buried? Do you want to, what do you want to have happen to those ashes? All of those things would make it so much easier for the survivors if everybody understood what everybody's wishes were. But the wrench in that argument is what you just said, that so in 10% of the time, the surviving members of a family overturn a pretty critical decision that a person made. I'd be, I was going to say I'd be pretty upset. I wouldn't be around to be upset, but... No, you're going to have to get over it. Well, I guess I, you know, <laughs> I'll have to find a spirit box and <laughs> let them voice know. my objections to what they did. I, I think it's important. I think, you know, at the underlying this entire story is the importance of sitting down with the family and discussing clearly what it is you want. A bigger question, and this is, can kind of be a general poll to the listeners, mm -hmm. is do you think there should be an opt-out option instead of an opt-in? Right now, the way that Canada works is that you have to specifically go out of your way to sign up to be an organ donor. A lot of people will argue that we should all automatically be assumed to be organ donors should we end up in a fatal car accident mm. or, or if it's a natural death later on, but, you know, your heart is in excellent condition or whatever it may be, that you will automatically be donating parts that they may need immediately to save somebody else's life. The way it is now, a lot of really great people and when, when we lose young people in our lives and this really is a troubling conversation mm -hmm. when you think about it you're thinking of donating the potential of if your teenager this 19 year old girl died you have to think about whether or not you could be saving other people's lives with the thought of maybe losing your teenage daughter right mm -hmm. yeah no kidding i mean the other thing too is and I, I i mean this absolutely honestly and sincerely that i know after the first time we talked about organ donation i agreed to donate my organs but i can't remember how i did that honestly well, it's I have mine in several places. There's so a couple, you have a card or so, something in so your wallet? So I have it on my driver's license. There's okay. a little heart, and that means I want to be a donor. Oh, I'd have to look and see, because I, I, I do that, remember agreeing to And that's to something it. you can do when you renew your driver's license. Okay. Or they now, even at any registry or there all kinds of places, have you, you have these little pamphlets, and you can fill it out and send it in. Okay. And now there's an, an Alberta Health donor bank, because we were all signing up for it, but they had it nowhere. There was no proof of it anywhere, right? right. It, it was only if we happened to have our wallet on us... They happen to pull out our driver's license and say, yes, she's ready to go. She's happy to donate her body. Interesting. Okay, I didn't know that. I'll have to look at my license on the next break and see what it says once I remember what I did with my wallet. Um, as far as opt-in, opt-out goes, I think ultimately it has to be an opt-out situation because there is a demand, a need, and it's not being met. So it has to go to that. But I think change is hard, as we've seen on this planet, to make happen. I, I would like to see if it's not already happening, that every time you uh, renew your license that you are asked the question so that that heart does appear on your next license. I would love to see a transitional period in which that question is always asked by whoever is renewing your license and see if the need is met that way. And then if not, then the next move would be the opt-out thing. Uh, you know, for me, but I mean, you know, 
you know people are going to complain about it. You know people are we, going to be... Right now, I'm really impressed. The text line is kind of in agreement. Yes, hmm. it should be an opt-out. That says, num- signed from number one nurse. We have a nurse hmm. saying it should be opt-out. Sean says, should be opt-out. Once we're gone, barring religious observations, all manner of harvesting should be allowed. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting, Chadville. What do you think? Uh, 4960063. Anytime you want to talk to us about this or anything else, text us at 63630. Uh, we'll take a break. Take a look at some of your texts. I'll give it to you, Kelsey Campbell. You uh, pitched me on this organ story, and I said, okay, well, let's see where it goes. So it has resonated with our listeners. We're getting a ton of texts. We've got a couple of phone calls I want to get to as well. Uh, G, you pointed out a moment ago that I signed your health care card. So you probably signed mine. That's probably... Yeah, I can't remember if I signed yours or you... Uh, no, I think you had That's already where I would had find yours. It. I think Carol might have yeah, signed Yeah, there's mine. one, like on the back of it, it says, um, it talks about organ donation. Okay, right? that's probably where I did it. So, But again, as you pointed out, Kelsey, so they have to... My wallet has to be with me. They have to know to look in it to get the healthcare card out. And uh, one of our textures said they already do that every time with a license that when you go to renew, they ask the question. So that's good. Didn't know that, but that's great. Um, also, a Royal Canadian Legion card is a way that you can indicate that you want uh, your organs to be donated. I think you made a really good point right off the top. Is there right now doctors, policymakers, healthcare professionals are trying to make it as easy as possible for you to voice your interest in donating your organs. And I think you can put it on all of these things. You can put it on your passport. You can mark it down. You can write it in a diary. I think the most important thing is talking to who would be your next of kin. Mm-hmm. Make it very clear to your spouse. Make it very clear to your parents that you have an interest in letting that be your legacy. And that was my thought when they said, oh, by the way, when you're renewing your license, would you like to be an organ donor? And I thought, why the heck am I not already? Mm. Why isn't that happening? Like, of course, like the thought of of you bettering somebody else's sure. life or extending their life when it's not meant to be for you, is there anything you can do better for humanity Yeah, that was the that? light bulb moment I had as well when we did this topic for the first time. Um, and had somebody on, and I thought, how have I not already agreed to this? Although I will say I believe most of my parts are out of warranty now. I can't imagine that I have anything anybody would want. Uh, Tom wants to talk to us. Hey, Tom. Hey, how are you guys doing today? Good. You? Oh, not too bad. Just listening to this fantastic conversation. Thank you. And what, yeah. what, are, you, what are your thoughts, Tom? Well, uh, I'm 27 now, but back when I was uh, 15, in between the ninth and 10th grade, uh, friend of mine who I'll use his name because his family likes to pass on his legacy, uh, Andrew Balter. Um, he unfortunately had an accident where he hit his head and was, uh, um, his brain was no longer viable, but all of his organs were, and his family had decided to uh, take him off of life support, and they donated much of his healthy organs, being 15 years old, playing football and all sorts of other sports, had lots oh. of healthy organs to, to pass out, I guess, and then save a bunch of lives, and um, there's I think nine families right now that are wow. um, still have their loved ones today because of uh, Andrew and his family's decision to donate his organs. You know that's interesting, Tom, because as I mentioned a moment ago, and I'm assuming you're not a parent yourself, but uh, not yet, no. <laughs> right. So I'm a parent of four. I, I can't imagine a tragedy bigger than losing my child. But my my sort of initial thought is that I would love. I guess I don't know. My I, I'd have to be there to know that this is true. But I think that my thought at the time would be. That that I first of all, that's what they would want, and secondly, that's a wonderful legacy that your child made that kind of. I mean, if you can make a difference in nine families' lives, people live to a ripe old age and don't make 
a difference in that many people's lives. I mean, it's still a horrific loss, but it's a wonderful legacy, I guess. Yeah, it was. It was definitely. It's a very tough time, and I mean, I, I, if I remember correctly, it's been it's been a while now. But I think the anniversary of his passing is is right around now. So it's quite an interesting time to be having this discussion. So. Mm-hmm. Wow, Tom, thank you so much for sharing Andrew's name and. Uh, Thank you for passing on the importance of this. And I, yeah. I imagine there can't possibly be anything harder than making that choice to pull the plug on your child. It's one thing to, to lose a child, but that had to make it even the slightest bit better, mm-hmm. knowing that you're changing lives. Yeah, absolutely. If I may, real quick, uh, my thoughts are with the Balsers right now because actually their, their Oma just passed away today. So oh, our goodness. thoughts are out with that family today as well. Appreciate the call. Thanks, Tom. Thank you very much, guys. Have a great day. You too. And Daryl as well. Oh, I just uh, <laughs> accidentally... Uh, conference calling conference everybody Conference called them. Oh, hey, uh, Daryl, what's on your mind? Hey, uh, just giving you a call reference. There's two points. One may not be good. One uh, is a good point. Sure. Um, reference the donation part. Mm-hmm. Uh, an acquaintance uh, friend uh, was killed on the rigs or Derek collapsed when he saved the young lad on the floor years ago, 17 years ago, Thanksgiving. Mm. Uh, and his fiance and mother actually they had to pull the plug because there was no chance brain dead. Oh. So his eyes were passed on to somebody else, and the fiancé was actually, and the mother were able to actually look into the eyes of their son. Wow. And uh, years later, but uh, the one point about having the option to opt out, though, yeah, is uh, if people know they have, have a, left st- a lifestyle that's negative, where heroin, whatever, uh, reference uh, possible disease, right? Yeah. Uh, they should be able to actually elect not to uh, donate because they may pass on a disease, et cetera, right? Certainly. What I'm suggesting is right now we have an opt-in program, so it's not just assume that we'll donate our organs. What I'm suggesting is if we have an opt-out program, we're all automatically doing it unless you specifically say, for these reasons, I, I can't. Well, that's the whole thing is a lot of people that uh, are making bad life choices, uh, may not be able to make that choice because, number mm-hmm. one, they may not be aware of it, right? See what you're saying. Appreciate so. the call, Daryl. Thanks very much for listening. Take care. Right, you too. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.